magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it was an illness, a financial burden, a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who are going through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you, because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Great morning, good people. Today's topic is age ain't nothing but a number. No, I'm not referring to song lyrics or anything in regards to relationships, but rather the comparison that you should be a particular age in order to accomplish a specific goal. For instance, there's a very popular meme on social media that's going around and it states getting your first degree after 21 is still an achievement, being married after 30 is still beautiful, starting a family after 35 is still possible, buying a home at 40 is still a boss move. Don't let people rush you in their timelines. And this is definitely true. We shouldn't let society influence us into believing that we're mediocre or we're inferior or we're just simply behind because we didn't reach a certain goal by a particular age. Comparison definitely kills. My journey in comparison to the next person can be completely different. You can't live your life based on someone else's accomplishments. And often in times, people focus on, oh, I want to be the youngest to ever do it. But if you're the youngest to ever do it and you're continuously trying to find something and in search for something else, what does it even matter at that point? The importance is finding your purpose, walking in your purpose, deciding to let God use you and him in control, and then happiness and abundance and all those great super things are going to fall into place. Because looking at my life and personally, hey, I graduated when I was 22. I'm 29. So it looks like I'm probably not going to be married by 30. But I'm just letting God lead me and guide me. And I absolutely have no worries because I'm really excited that with this past year and a half, it has been amazing. It has been often like awesome to use my voice, to walk in my purpose. And I'm just excited for the future. And I could care less about what age I am and what age I'm really going to uh, accomplish a particular goal. So this is a perfect segue to my guest particular story. I have with me Miss Felicia Shakespeare. Felicia is a business owner and entrepreneur. She also has her own podcast. She's an author. She has various projects and she didn't necessarily accomplish these great magnificent goals in her 20s and she's still making um, accomplishments. She still has many dreams to go after and I love everything about her and her ambition. So Felicia, what's up my girl? What's going on this morning? How are you today? I am so happy to be here. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. Um, It's 
the crack of dawn, but not really, but it's super early, but we're <laughs> out here and um, we're about to start this podcast and we're super excited just to give everyone in the audience to um, something just to be encouraged and motivated by. So Felicia, just um, where are you from? Yes, I am, Janae. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and I'm born and raised in this great city. Um, definitely having the opportunity to live in the actual city of Chicago. And then my parents, uh, at some point, they decided we wanted to explore the suburban part of the city. You know, the you know the aspect of when your parents want you to have a better better opportunities. And right. So they mm-hmm. just felt at, at some point, I think it was probably around my uh, 12 years, actually right before I turned 12 years old, I ended up migrating to the suburbs of Chicago. And then I actually came back to Chicago a little over a decade ago. So I'm back in the city. So yes, this is my hometown. Okay, well, shout out to Chi-Town. It is an amazing city. <laughs> um, a few years back, I actually visited but when I went, it was in December. And me being a Southern girl and from Louisiana, I'm like, oh, oh my no. gosh, <laughs> this is so horrible. I, when I got there, it was 15 degrees, Felicia. And like, and, I believe it. But yeah. it, it was believe, beautiful. Believe it or not, we've had some mild winters. Believe the last, I would actually say the last few years out of all of my life here, it's probably been, you know, the wildest as in not being, in a snowstorm per se yeah. but we did have something called a polar vortex though right yeah. like um I, I think i went it was in december of 2016 and my flight actually was delayed because it was a snow blizzard going on but yeah yeah <laughs> but, um mm-hmm. but so felicia i just want to bring it back in um when we had previously spoke you said that you had held a corporate executive role in finance at ibm you were the only woman a person of color or a black person and you strategically worked towards yeah. accomplishing goals in hopes to climb the corporate ladder but things didn't actually work yeah. out as planned so can you give more details and that story in your transition Yes, and I, like I said, I thank you again for having me today. I'm so excited to share on the her her podcast. And yes, it is all about you know just letting women know as you said you know as you started out stating you know that uh, unfortunately things are not always cookie cutter as as we imagine. You know, so back to your point, you know, when I was in my um, planning of my career and starting my corporate career, particularly, I actually had a a a dual interest at that time. I believe I was interested in education and Mm -hmm. I was interested in the business sector. But what what ended up happening, because my job, you know, that I took on while I was in college was more on the business side, that really kind of took my attention. And ultimately, because the organization at that time was so willing to invest in me, in my education as far as tuition reimbursement, you know, being a first-generation you know, college graduate, you know, having not had that blueprint, you know, that was in my mind at that moment, the decision I needed to make. So I did choose the business over the education, you know, just because the the more of the support was there from a financial perspective. But Mm -hmm. as you just stated, you know, when I got in there and moved on uh, from the banking world to ultimately a tech giant or tech icon company, uh, in their finance division, you know, I just started to see exactly what was stated. You know, me being very uh, segregated in the sense that it was just only me, as in the only 
Uh, here I am, uh, only the only African American in this pottery organization. I know initially when I got there, I was the, uh, one of the only ones there, but I definitely was the only woman there. Yeah. So, to be, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to be in that situation though, Janae, it was very, you know, as you stated, I was just fresh off the gate. So in my mind, you know, hey. The sky is the limit, you know, that I wasn't, you know, and, and, and fortunately, you know, even with my background, I'll just say, you know, I came up and, you know, by my family relocating to the suburbs of Chicago, you know, I was now in a situation which I'm really grateful for where I was actually able to be in a more diverse setting as far as, you know, high school. You know, we were a very diverse school. So me working, you know, and being amongst, you know, other cultures, that was never an issue for me. You know, I, you know, I, I, I accept people for who they are. But at the end of the day, you know, when we go out all naively into the world, per se, that's not necessarily the a- attitude and approach of those who are in charge of organizations. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not as always welcoming, you know, or their belief systems, you know, or just their, and I'll just even just break it down. Just the whole co- co- corporate culture, you know, is, you know, you look out from not, you know, me and mine, you know. So with that said, I didn't know how to play that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just like, okay, I'm going to get in here. You know, I was told, you know, whether I read it or just, you know, was just believing this that, you know, you go in, you do the work, you, you know, you, you, you shadow other job, the jobs that you want, you know, so you're really doing double work. And at some point, you know, all oh, this is going to pay off. You're just going to break through that glass ceiling. And um, that was just not the case. <laughs> right. So I remember you said that even though um, you took, you know, you took the the right steps in your eyes to achieve and to move higher towards the corporate ladder. But what it all basically boiled down to was who you know knew in those relationships and some people who weren't even as qualified as you were actually moved up and got the higher position. So with you being placed in that situation, when did you decide that you actually wanted to move forward and transition into something else? Or was it, uh, did it take you like a while to just sit back and try to figure out, should I pursue um, my career in education? Was there someone who actually helped influence you? You know, sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone, they may be your backbone or your parents or whom actually helped you to mold and encourage you that, hey, it's okay, even though I've worked hard, it doesn't mean that it's a failure because I didn't get to where I wanted to do, where I wanted to be in the corporate world, but there's still so many more opportunities and I can still walk into my purpose and do something that I enjoy. So who actually motivated you and when was that aha moment when you were like, okay, I'm ready for this transition and for something else to happen because this isn't fulfilling me anymore? Great question. What I want to do, I want to just put in a little bit more of the blank before I, I talk about that individual. You know, even with um, all of the doors that were being closed at that point, I want to point out that we as women, you know, and I love your your uh, the art of, of resilient. I would say that wholeheartedly, you know, you know, describes who I am. And what does that mean? You are one that never ever gives up. It's almost like. You're a, you're a bobblehead. You just keep bouncing back. You just keep coming back. Yeah. So what ended up happening, yeah, so what ended up happening was 
Uh, um, I, you know, it, it was like I started in the banking, and when that didn't work out, then that's when I thought the opportunity and then realized, of course, because as you make those steps, once again, these opportunities and ideas open up to you. And as I made the step, oh, wow, they have a finance division in the tech industry. You know, I, I mean, they literally have every position that you would find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So when I got in that position and got in that organization, and once again, thought I was doing all my due diligence, what I chose to do, when that, when that initial brick wall surfaced, you know, through multiple issues, I chose to leave that division and seek out another opportunity first. And that did propel me into more of where I wanted to be. So I do want to point out, it did take me doing that. And then the, and there was one more third opportunity once I felt like I capped there, where I ultimately did receive the position, quote unquote, that I wanted, you know, in this organization. But it took me fighting through probably five years of just, you know, all types of situations uh, that were very uncomfortable, you know, that, mm-hmm. that were, you know, in some cases, you know, if, we, if we're dealing with the Me Too movement now, just some things that I see now happening in the world, especially specific to women, you know, I probably would have had some legal claims, you know, right. Mm-hmm. As far as how I was being treated or potentially how it was, you know, I felt I was being treated. But with that said, um, to your point, you know, once I got to that position, finally had gotten, you know, the, 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 the salary I wanted, I had gotten to work for an awesome manager by that point. You know, they had this whole, what they call it, well, a surplus, right? We know that means downsizing. So right. here you are, you know, here I am again. You know, now, you know, okay, now I've fought to get to this point. But I will say right before that happened, ironically, I think I shared this with you. It was something in my spirit. It was just like, you're not going to be here that much longer. And I, and I, and I, and I actually had a conversation uh, with my dear mom and mentor. And I just shared, she's like, you know what, you know what, you know, just ride it out. Those, those were her exact words, you know, just see what happens. And I mean, literally, Janae. The next day or within that week, if I can recall, the call came that they were, uh, you know, they were downsizing this department. So it wasn't anything at that point that, that I hadn't done other than just be the newest person mm-hmm. in this organization that I was in within the, within the overall organization because it was a newer department I had transferred to. So now I'm at a crossroads. You know, what do I do? Just go apply for another position. But I knew inside of myself, you know, uh, based on the fact that I, when I started to do that, all these doors were just closing once again. It wasn't anything just opening per se. And that person ended up being my father. Uh, he just had a conversation with me. And he just said, you know what, you, you, you did want to originally teach, you know, maybe this is a good time, you know, to consider education. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what we originally talked about. And I said, wow, you know, and it was like all the, it was just like having all the, the, the lights came on. I was like, wow, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and ultimately, I mean, it, I mean, it literally, it literally, it literally was like angels were singing or something in the background, yeah. and it was just like, wow. And I will say this, and I think we talked about this because those doors were closing in my face at that juncture. I was forced to pray, right? I mm-hmm. was forced to just say, wait a minute, I, it's not, you know, clearly now I'm still trying to push through just go on to the next thing here in my corporate American, you know, corporate America job. But clearly this is not what's going to happen. So 
it was almost like God knocking at the door and saying, hey, if you maybe just ask me a couple things, maybe, you know, I could direct you. Right. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And needless to say, I would say, and I think this is so critical too, God uses people and he uses, you know, circumstances in many cases to help us get to the place, you know, uh, or otherwise we probably would not, you know, organically just make those just moves do right. in our minds where our life is on one trajectory mm-hmm. and I had no idea at that moment Janae that it was like he was just going to make me a whole turn to into a totally different direction but because I was able to have those circumstances kind of be knocked into a situation where I had to literally fall on my knees you know now when that opportunity came to have this conversation, I really felt God was using my father. It was beyond him just saying something. It was like, wow, I had already been meditating and praying and trying to figure this out. And then this conversation, it was just like, yes. And the, and the key the key components were, once I start making those steps in that direction, guess what? Everything Things just started, started falling into place. Out. Yeah. Yes. And it's often... Like you stated three things that I often see that uh, like it replays in different people's lives and situations when we feel as though that we don't have any other options. We're often like pushed into a certain direction and we're brought back to our foundation and what we know. Um, I've been placed in many situations where it's like, you know, I... You, you, I just have to surrender. You know, it's like, I can't do it on my own. Yeah. The only thing I know is God. And, you know, it's just like, you know, now I feel like within society, it's hard to be a Christian. It's hard to say that you believe in God or a higher power or whatever have you, because you have so many people coming at you at many different ways and directions. But this is who holds me together. This is what I know. And this is how I climb and get out of certain situations. I get on my knees and I pray. And, you know, he guides me, he gives me direction. And that's really important because, um, you know, you really didn't have any other options. It was either, hey, either I try to apply for something else, either I transition or try to go into another career. Like, what do I actually do? And another important thing is it's definitely important to keep those around you close to you who are going to encourage and motivate you. Because as you stated, sometimes the answers are right there in hindsight, right in front of you, but you may not see it, but you need that support system and those that are close to you that are going to tell you, Hey, it's right there. This is what you said you've been wanting to do for a long time. Just go after it. And it's sometimes, you know, of course, us being human beings, we're going to have that fear. We're going to have that doubt. But within yeah. those moments, you just have to put that fear and doubt aside. Because what do you have to lose in some instances? You know, either you're going to go after it and accomplish it and achieve it or you're back at rock bottom so you really don't have much to lose just go after it try to accomplish and achieve your goal and just know that hey you know only person I have at this point is me and God you know show me God you know teach me you know help me and so um (laughs) that's that's the beautiful the the beautiful ending or the beautiful outcome when we're put into these certain circumstances. So I think that's, that really makes it beautiful. And also it takes more courage to me to walk away 
when you're unsatisfied or you feel unfulfilled or that there's a void mm-hmm. than to just stay just yes. because, you know, you could have just stayed and, you know, you either would have been laid off or brought into a place in a situation where it would have caused even more turmoil and confusion. But, you know, you chose to say, okay, you know, I'm put in a situation, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to try something that I love. And like you said, things fell into place because I also remember you said that you were chosen for a pilot program and you went through an accelerated yeah. master's program. Like all of those things are beautiful. And I feel as though they organically happen and they attracted themselves to you within that moment. So that even brings yeah. to your story to um you know even uh, a higher significance of triumph at the end because it just gave you like clarity this is something that i know that i should be doing so um absolutely with that being said you have so many other various projects that you're doing um i mentioned in the intro that you're an author you have your own brand you have uh projects we had talked about m class your conference so share a little bit about those visions and different things that you are working on now yes and as you i mean you just said it so eloquently you know once we are forced you know, in these positions, you know, we, we have to know that uh, our faith and our foundation is what's going to take us over. So, you know, it's been, you know, there's so much that happened after that. Of course, we would not even be able to talk about all that today. But with, with going forward and forging ahead over time, you know, I did continue to, you know, evolve. You know, just seeing the connections. And I, I want to point this out too, Janae. I always tell women and people in general, students, whomever, nothing we do is ever wasted. Yes. It's not mm-hmm. wasted time. It's not wasted energy. You know, there was nothing wrong with going in business and fine. Because I promise you, everything that I learned and that I gained through my experiences uh, in the corporate sector as far as how to do things, you know, understanding relationships and team building and things along that line, all of that truly prepared me to enter the field of education. And I'm like, wow, how, you know, I, I know that was a, that was another level of foundation. Yes. But like you said, mm-hmm. entering those uncharted territories definitely was a totally different world. You know, it was something I just had to like literally transition into something else. But as fate was having as I went on and that, you know, and now I'm, I feel, you know, it's a whole nother transition happening. But more than anything, you know, it's what the one thing that has remained you know, is me seeking out, as you pointed out, uh, close, you know, you know, relationships, those relationships that I know are going to help me stay the course and most importantly, my relationship with God, you know, ultimately, you know, it helps us stay the course, you know, and so prayer has not changed. You know, that's one thing about it. You never outgrow praying. Mm-hmm. You will not outgrow getting on your knees per se, literally or figuratively, but getting in that position because everything we do, we truly do need God. Yes. And, and so as, as fate would have it, I had, uh, you know, last year I had a chance to go to, uh, to Paris. And prior to that, it was so funny uh, I was sharing with you how uh, I had gotten within a two week uh, within a two week time frame the week before I left and the week I was there. It was it was at least three individuals that approached me about being a mentor to them, and I'm just like, wow, that's interesting. Um, so I, I 
begin to say, okay, well, you know, I only have so much time in a day, but I really don't think these, you know, just once again, as we have experiences, we still now can start seeing the flags, right? When, okay, this is just not a, a coincidence, <laughs> you know, maybe you need to put some prayer and thought to this. Right. And mm-hmm. as I begin to do that, uh, the idea came clearly. I said, you know what, I really want to make it where, how could I, you know, you know, maximize and not overstretch myself? What are you really saying, God? And, I, and it clearly came to me within the month of April of last year. So we we're coming up on anniversary here uh, in class. And I said, okay. And he gave me like a lowercase m and a capital C-L-A-S-S. And, and then he gave me the words, master, mentor, motivate. And I said, okay. So really it. what that means is women in general, we all are looking to, you know, master. One thing I learned about being, you know, once again, a dual person, a business person and an educator at the core is we are lifelong learners, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I have, you know, I don't care how old you are. And I love that going back to aging number to number. I don't care where you start, where you are. There is always something as a human being that you're going to always need to work on, right? There is something that you can improve in. None of us have arrived or will arrive. Why? Because we're always pushing ourselves to the next level. And if you want to be ultimately, as we sometimes hear it termed, the best best version of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It is going to take consistent striving to mastery so so that's where the master comes from then mentor of course deals with the fact that we all you know we have the need to be guided in some capacity so you may not need a mentor in one area maybe you have your finances in in tow but maybe you need mentorship in another area of your life okay and then and finally motivate of course, none of us will argue that we all can remain in a posture where someone or something, or we, or if we can stay motivated, you know, that will keep us going towards what our purpose. So this whole concept of M class came, and then with that said, you know, I kind of launched into the deep. When I say that, as in I had no help, you know, and, and, and it, it has just been this whole thing where I've been guided and had a few events over the summer, and then it came to me by the end of the summer, okay. Uh, and let me just give the mission of M-Class. Uh, the mission of M-Class is to provide a safe space or community for women to receive personal and professional development resources through online and offline platforms. Yes, and I, I knew love that. that. By me being able to spew that out, I knew, okay, God, this is really clear what you want me to do. Right. So I, I love and that idea. At, I love that concept uh-huh. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then as a result, so when I when I thought about the aspect of a of a offline and then a live event, that's what offline the offline platform would be. That's what the idea of a conference called, and it just came to me a purpose driven woman. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, a purpose driven woman. And then my subtitle or sub the subset is moving beyond fear to faith. So that kind of ties into everything we've talked about today, because even when I wrote my book, now I wrote my book, if I could step back, the, the name of my book is called You Are Your Brand, Building mm-hmm. from the Inside Out. Uh, I wrote that book back in 2016 with the experiences in mind that I just shared with you, leading up, you know, all of the things I experienced in my corporate life, many things I experienced since being in the sector in various positions, not just teaching, but in administration, you know, and things along that line, it just kind of showed me that, you know, someone needs this information and let me 
uh, go ahead and put this out in the world. And that's what was really sparked me. You know, I felt like, okay, if I could put my experiences in a resource, not just talking about me, but also making it a personal development tool, then this would add value. And with that, you know, I started speaking to women. It just seemed like that book just really opened the doors as a platform, you know, to lead to me ultimately now, once again, starting something on my own. So this is how I believe God works, Janae. Mm -hmm. You know, here I am sowing and giving, you know, my time and just doing this externally. And then all of a sudden, he's like, okay, now I have something two years later that I want you to do. And I want you. So now here we are in another level of evolution, right? Because we're always evolving right. and growing and, and, and developing. And now, okay, tell God, okay, you want me to do a conference? But I was so excited because I felt I had spoken to so many individuals, particularly women, that are at either uh, emerging state or re-emerging state where they wanted to make a change. They wanted to do something new. Thus, the concept of a purpose-driven woman moving beyond fear to faith. So the concept was to bring in uh, entrepreneurs and career women to, that have done the movement uh, to share with women on how they did it. Right? A lot of times we, we get to see the, the gloss and floss of social media, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just looks so easy. Sometimes I'm like, wow, you know, we're admiring that. And you know, I have people I admire. You know, I see things that I think, wow, that is pretty awesome. You know, but at the end of the day, there is something that we have individually been de designed to do. I'm a firm believer that there is something that only Felicia was sent to do. It's Felicia Shakespeare. Out of all the Felicias in the world, you know, and all the paths that I may take similarly to someone else, guess what? It is not exactly like no one else. Why? Because the people that I'm going to come in contact with, the people that have been assigned for me to influence, and as in, as in, there is something that we all have, right, that we can share and, and build others with just based on our experiences. And that is the purpose of You Are Your Brand. So I, so I said, okay, let's pull this conference together. And I promise you, Janae, it really blew my mind. And, uh, you know, just to see not only it be a conference, because I didn't want it to be a conference. Right? We've been to conferences where you just kind of sit. But I needed people to know how. Right. Don't just tell me I did it. Tell me how. How did you do it? And not it? only mm -hmm. tell me how, let's open up this conference and make it more of a dialogue. Mm -hmm. So it was three levels or three three different components that are part of the uh, Purpose Driven Woman conferences. And I say that in, 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 in excitement because this is going to continue. Uh, this year I am continuing the conference. And right now it's slated to be done in Atlanta this coming fall. Right? So we're going to take it out of Chicago and into the Atlanta market. Yes. But back to your point. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Mm -hmm. Oh, yay! I know, like, hey, keep me, keep me posted. Most definitely, I would love to attend and be a part of it. That that's amazing. All right, well, I'll give you the date, November the ninth. Save the date right now. I would love for you to be there, okay. and we could, definitely going to talk right, right before about, my birthday. You know, right before my birthday, that oh, makes it even better. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, just just the once again, you know, say how this was all started with. You know, and, and I think even the premise of what you're talking, you know, sharing with your audience is about being heroic, you know, empowering, you know, and of course, resilient, all of that, just a magnet, it was like a magnet for me because I really feel it takes all of those things. 
for us as women, you know, to forge ahead and do the things we were purposed to do. And with that conference, you know, I just felt like, okay, it's a platform, you know, but let's go beyond the conference too. So what I've been doing so far in the plan is up, leading up to the conference. I've already had one. I'm planning to have another one later this month. Our back to the M class, the master class. I've been doing some master classes with some of the conference speakers because we are here in Chicago uh, and kind of bringing them back, you know, because once again, you have only so much time in those settings. So now, you know, I'm bringing back some of those speakers to really speak to their sphere of influence and expertise through a class format. So now not only did you have that conference, not only did you have the impact, not only did you forge relationships and partnerships, because that's what I heard happen. Now you're able to come even as an extension and say, okay, you know, if I really enjoyed um, what Kathleen Quinn has to say about finances. Now Kathleen, she actually kicked it off for me this year, did a master class on mastering your money in 2019, both for business, you know, professionals, primarily for business professionals. Um, and so it's just, a, it's really a blessing to be on this journey, you know, just to know. And, and then I think you also mentioned the podcast. Of course, that came out of, even the concept of moving beyond where the fear to faith. So the name of my podcast is Beyond Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we are bringing these stories of hope and empowerment to the audiences as well. And I love it, Felicia, because it brings excitement to me that there are so many like-minded women throughout the country because the basis of the many projects that you are doing, they all correlate to her story. And like I told you, I have a fitness brand as well. I'm a motivational speaker and I speak at these different conferences and it all makes sense that For us as women, we have to have this safe haven, this platform, this space to be very transparent because we're influenced by social media. We're influenced by society on what we see. And it's important. It's very important to be empowered. But as you stated, empowered. But now what? What were those action steps? If I'm in a certain place or in a particular predicament, how can I get out of that? What are certain steps that you took that would help me? actually build me or help me to build my brand i want to start a business what are the legal steps you know what do i what paperwork do i actually have to file to have an llc how does that work in this particular area or region or whatever whatever have you you know so it's important to share these stories it is very important to be transparent because Everything that glitters is not gold, you know, everything is not perfect. So it's important to share this between women so that we can hear it, even for our guys out there so that they can hear it, so we can collectively (laughs) build, collectively build in power because that's how you change the trajectory of many things that are going on. And this is how we grow and build and uplift our community. So I'm I'm really, I'm excited for you. Look, we've only been knowing each other for a few weeks and you have me like super excited with your conference (laughs) and everything that's going on because it really is purpose driven and it's amazing and um I want the audience to be able to know where they can catch you or find you on social media so what are some of your social media handles all right yeah my social media handle for uh instagram is I actually have the at beyond podcast us that is the one that I'm forging right now, but I also am under at Felicia Shakespeare, which is my full name. 
and also Facebook at Felicia Shakespeare, and of course LinkedIn is at Felicia Shakespeare. And let's not forget Twitter. Now that's a little different. I couldn't do that when it was it's I am Felicia S. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. They, they didn't have Felicia Shakespeare, so I had to come up with something a little different for people with Twitter. Gotcha. But I'm really excited to once again be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining and for finding the time to do it. And I'm excited to see what other projects and even more transitions and things that are going in your path. So thanks once again, Felicia. Thank you so much again, Janae. Yeah, no problem. And audience, in closing, Always remember that your story is not solely for you. It is meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. You don't have to be ashamed and you definitely don't have to be afraid to share. You are a victor. You are a winner and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles do not last always. You are brilliant, bold, and beautiful. You are her heroic, empowering, and resilient. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. I just ask of one thing of you, please share, tell a friend to tell a friend if you were empowered, uplifted, encouraged, or just motivated in any type of way from this story, please share. I am on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And once again, this is Jay Jameson with her story and we're out.